0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Mike Gasicki's Dance School, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm not Jana, I'm the Sherpa. Jana, welcome.
1: <laughs> I I think we told people last week not to sleep on Mike Gasicki, and if there's one thing we don't do, it's do you wrong about Mike Gasicki. Granted, I'm also someone no, who's thinking about starting Chad Powers at quarterback on my on my uh, dynasty league and our our uh, one league. But other than that, things are going well.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think Mike White might enough. still outscore Chad Powers, but we'll see.
1: Well, he's still on the roster, so he's got a chance. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well, how's your how is your week going? At, of the the tied for the lead, the division lead, two and O Giants fandom. How are things feeling for you?
0: Well, I mean, certainly I'm happy that they've won a couple games. You yeah, know, that's um, um, a good thing. But um, yes, generally, um, yes. I, I don't know. By the time they get to the Eagles, it's going to be tough. Um, Actually, I mean, could, um, could you carry on for a second? I got a bug out. I'll be right back. You go right away.
1: We probably blew yeah. the kittens up to some shenanigans, but we do have, uh, we've got quite the slate for you tonight. Before we dive in, let's remind you that we are here for a full 60, sometimes more than that minutes, but we're here for a full hour for you from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time if you're listening live or if you're listening after the fact, settle in, enjoy your commute. We'll keep you entertained. You can find us all week long all over social media because just one hour isn't going to be enough, obviously. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4 H N Show uh, at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who there. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa Fan Page. You can email us at the number 4 show at gmail.com. And, of course, we're back with you every Wednesday night from here on out from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, giving you everything you need to guide your team, be it daily, season long, however you want to do it. We're going to guide your team to victory. So tonight we'll give you all of the injuries, news, notes, some suggestions for waiver wire pickups because – if your team looks anything like mine, it's going to need a little bit of help. Uh, so we've got, got a little bit of everything, and then, of course, we'll give you our game predictions, which I'm pretty sure there will be uh, a little more discrepancy on this week. We've been a little too in sync the last two weeks, which if you've listened to us at any point over the last 13 years, you'll know that is not the usual for us. In the meantime, uh, we'll also have some daily fantasy picks for you here at the end of the show. With that, let me just remind you that we give you value picks. You know who to start. You know who the stud players are. We're going to help you afford to put them in your lineup. So let's jump in to the always lovely, always lengthy injury report. <laughs> we we are going to hope that things go better than Jerry Jones doing live radio, as in this week he thought Cedric Wilson was still on their roster and that Noah Brown was, in fact, Cedric Wilson. He's not – Cedric Olsen's another team and on the injury report, spoiler, we'll, we'll get there in a second, uh, and we're also hoping it goes better than it did for the Eagles rookie punt returner Brayton Covey, who was turned away from the players lot after being activated from the practice squad earlier in the day and had to park amongst the Eagles tailgaters, which I can tell you from experience is not somewhere you want to be whether or not you're an Eagles player, so we're hoping things go a little bit smoother. Let's start off with our Thursday night game. Biggest injury here, uh, without a doubt, is Browns defensive end Davion Clowney has already been ruled out for the game on Thursday night, which is either tomorrow if you're listening now or later tonight. Uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's not going to play. So I guess well Mitchell, Trubisky, maybe Colin Mitch, whatever you want to do is is going to sleep a little better tonight, but probably not all that well. Um, the Browns also have three offensive linemen who are limited at practice, so keep an eye on that and uh, safety. Minka Fitzpatrick was limited today with lower leg cramps for the Steelers. He will play tomorrow night, though. We'll just get some Gatorade in him. He'll be good to go. Out in Buffalo, tight end Dawson Knox popped up on the injury report this week. He is dealing with foot injury. He's not practicing. Wide receiver Gabe Davis was limited today with an ankle injury. They've got multiple defensive players missing time or limited. It was a pretty hard-hitting game on Monday night. Uh, case in point, two scary injuries, neck injuries to uh, Bill's defensive players. We saw cornerback Aiden Jackson knocked out with that neck injury, and then safety Micah Hyde also knocked out with scary neck injury. Um, both, from how bad it looks, both surprisingly very okay. They're obviously not practicing. I doubt we're going to see them in the games this week, but the fact that they escaped anything serious is a miracle in itself, so good for them. Cedric Wilson of the uh, aforementioned non-Cowboys roster <laughs> – He is injured. He's dealing with toe and rib injuries. He was limited today at practice. He played through the toe injury last week. The rib injury knocked him out of the game. So they're unsure it'll probably be a game-time decision, though I'm hoping you're not playing Cedric Wilson on your team. Uh, There are some better options out there. Out in Baltimore, quarterback Lamar Jackson showed up on the injury report today with a right elbow injury. That's his throwing arm, for those of you keeping score at home. He was wearing a sleeve at practice and was limited today. Everyone says he's going to play. It's not a big deal. Personally, if it's my quarterback and if they're throwing elbow, I think it's a big deal, but we'll see how it goes. Wide receiver Devin DuVernay, mostly a punt returner, less so a wide receiver, was knocked out of the game last week with a concussion. He's still in the concussion protocol, so keep an eye on that. But in a bit of good news, tackle Ronnie Stanley was a limited participant in practice and coming back from that ankle injury that's kept him out the first two weeks. He's looking like he's got a chance of playing this week, so I would feel really good about that if I'm a Ravens fan. Same thing with running back J.K. Dobbins, who's been trying to play the last two weeks and has been held back by the Raven staff. He was a full participant at practice today, so that's a good sign. On the other side of the ball, Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers didn't practice today. He's dealing with a knee injury. They said that tests showed, quote, nothing significant, so it's more a pain tolerance thing it looks like. So it looks like he's on track to play. Uh, I'm a little more skeptical, but they seem pretty optimistic right now. They're also dealing with several injuries on the defensive side of the ball, out in Philadelphia, wide receiver Kez Watkins is sick. Just an illness, not COVID. <laughs> He's not practicing today. He'll be back this weekend, uh, which is a good sign since it looks like Daniel Harris just to go the football all day long. So good for Kez Watkins. He'll see some more uh, targets this week. On the defensive side of the ball, Avante Maddox was limited with a back injury and Saan Reddick's limited with a knee injury. They need both those guys on the field this week. We'll see if they get them. For the Commanders, they were only reporting defensive injuries today, uh, though they haven't actually filed an official injury report. I'm not at all bitter. I have a time frame to hold on to here, Washington, but surprise, surprise. (laughs) Out in Indianapolis, wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. was limited today. He's dealing with a quad injury that kept him out of last week's game, but it looks like he is turning in the right direction. Seems like he's going to be healthy and good to go. Linebacker Shaq Leonard is also – Really trending in the right direction. He was a full participant today. He's been dealing with that back injury, taking that as a positive sign as well. In Kansas City, I know an injury that's that's near and dear to Sharp's heart. Kicker Harrison Bucker still not practicing. He's dealing with that ankle injury. He said it's it's very up and down at the spring. You don't know if it's going to be swollen, if it's not. He's a game time decision going into the weekend. Uh, wide receiver Michael Hardman and Marquez Valdez Cantling were both limited today with ankle and glute injuries respectively. Uh, also worth noting that linebacker Willie Gay was suspended four games for essentially damaging a vacuum cleaner during an argument in the off season. Let's all just pause for a minute and think about the fact that Deshaun Watson had 24 civil suits. He got suspended for 11 games. Willie Gay damaged, didn't even break it, just damaged a vacuum cleaner during a household argument that was suspended for four games. Just soak that in. Um, in Carolina, Running back Christian McCaffrey got a day off today. Don't worry if you saw him on, on the uh, injury report or non-practice report. He's just resting. He's okay. In New Orleans, I don't know if none remember, but Jameis Winston has four fractures in his back. He's limited at practice. He played last week. He's also dealing with an ankle injury now. As someone who fractured their back, that is really not a comfortable thing to play through or just live normal life through. So, As much as I rain on his parade, props to him. Uh, On the other side of things, Taysom Hill also limited with just one single rib injury, which doesn't seem that serious compared to four back fractures, but both quarterbacks are dinged up. That is an issue. And at wide receiver, Traquan Smith was limited today with a shoulder injury out in Las Vegas. (laughs) They're dealing with a whole plethora of issues mostly just being the Raiders, but uh, most of their defense is limited. We're not practicing. Also, their center Andre James got knocked out of the game with a concussion. He's still not practicing in in the protocol, as is wide receiver Hunter Renfro, who I would be shocked if we see him on the field this week. He got concussed six ways this Sunday during overtime. In the head, he got kneed in the head. Things were not good for them. Um, And the Titans are dealing with mainly linebacker and defensive back injuries. so Their offense is healthy, just not functional. In Detroit, center Frank Ragnow was a full participant at practice today. They're saying that the groin injury is gone. He's just listed it with a foot injury on the injury report. He should play this week. Running back DeAndre Swift was limited today with an ankle injury. He did play last week through it. This is more of a rest or recovery day, however you want to look at it. He's on track to play, as it is Eden Hutchinson, who didn't practice today. He's dealing with a thigh injury. They called it a Charlie Horse originally during the game. This is more of a rest day as well. But new to the injury report is tight end T.J. Hawkinson. He was limited today with a hip injury. Uh, It doesn't seem like he's on track to miss the game, but it is something to keep an eye on. The Vikings coming off their usual Monday night primetime fiasco are actually pretty healthy, so good for them. They got that going for them. Out in Houston, quarterback Davis Mills is dealing with a right thumb injury. That is also his throwing hand for those keeping notes at home. He's fully practicing. He's going to play through it. Tight end Brevin Jordan is not practicing with an angle injury. Doesn't look great for him going into the weekend, but keep an eye on that. And their defense is also pretty beat up. However, for them, they're playing the Bears, so if you're going to be injured on defense, this is probably the week to do it. Uh, tight end uh, Ryan Griffin for the Bears is not practicing. He's dealing with Achilles injury. Wide receiver Valis Jones Jr. is still not practicing with that hamstring injury. It doesn't look like he's going to play again this week. So he did stretch with the team this week. So that's, I guess, progress. Um, most concerning though is linebacker Rokan Smith, who was not practicing today with a hip injury. Out of the three, that's the one you're most worried about going into the weekend. Out in Cincinnati, the shockingly 0-2 Bengals are without two tight ends right now. Drew Sample did not practice. He's dealing with a knee injury. He is out indefinitely. And that means Hayden Hurst is your de facto tight end number one now. He was limited to practice today dealing with a groin injury. So keep an eye on that as well. And other issues with him, I mean, as it's often said enough, uh, right tackle, Lyle Collins is not practicing today. I don't know if it's feeling that hurt by Micah, Micah Parsons last week. Um, it could be the back injury that cost him most of training camp. It could be a rest day because he is a little longer in the tooth for an NFL player. Keep an eye on that. See what's going on because still Burrows have enough to worry about. In New York, the big story there of former Cincinnati tight end C.G. Uzoma also hurt. So if you've ever played tight end for the Bengals, you were experiencing an injury this weekend, probably not practicing. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. so is limited uh, at practice today. Did not play last week, so keep an eye on that. That's probably the most interesting thing about this game. Also, it looks like they haven't announced it officially, but Joe Flacco is going to be your starter again. Though Zach Wilson was at practice, he was limited. Still looking through that knee injury. It doesn't look like this week he's going to be back, though. Help in Green Bay. Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb didn't practice. He's sick. He should be fine. Alan Lazard was limited today. He's still in that, dealing with that ankle injury. Ted Mercedes Lewis was limited. He's dealing with a groin injury. And Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson were both limited with hamstring injuries of their own. So the offense is sputtering still in green bags. It's really not getting any better on the Buccaneers side of things. So Mike Evans is Suspension for one game was upheld today uh, for, you know, blatantly punching. Sean <laughs> <laughs> Um didn't go over great. He can't play this week. Uh, the Buccaneers need to break a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is – that's fine. You can punch someone. You can't destroy a vacuum. It might have been a Dyson. We don't know. It's a costly thing. Um, they did sign wide receiver Cole Beasley, which is great, because in Florida you don't need to be vaccinated. It's fine. Tampa's like a third world country. So we we'll are just fine then. Um, he's on the practice squad for the moment. It depends who's going to play out of this bunch, if he gets elevated or not. Chris Godwin's not practicing. He was game time decision with the hamstring injury. Russell Gage was limited with his own hamstring injury. Julio Jones didn't practice. He's dealing with that knee injury, but it is a Wednesday. He doesn't practice on Wednesdays. Scotty Miller was limited with calf injury. Brashad Perriman is limited with a knee injury. And Leonard Fournette is also limited with a hamstring injury. Also, I don't know if you've heard, but Tom Brady's face is magically shrinking, and his wife apparently doesn't live with him. So they've got a lot of strife going on there. In Jacksonville, believe it or not, they're the healthiest team in the league. They had no in- nobody on their injury report today. So that's about the best thing you can say about the Jaguars. Unfortunately, they're playing this week because things aren't going to go so great for them. We saw Justin Herbert um, break a couple of ribs and come back and try to win a game last week. Didn't work out. He is still playing through what they're calling rib cartilage injuries. Also, we probably don't want to let the team doctor inject him with anything because Tyrod Taylor is suing him now <laughs> for lost income. And, you know, that whole incident. The fact that that man is still employed is really incredible. Um, Justin Herbert's pre- planning to play. He's going to be limited to practice all week. Right? Keenan Allen uh, was limited with a hamstring injury, as was tight end Donald Purnum Jr. Uh, in other West Coast dwellings, the Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson likely not going to play this week. There's still a chance he went like he's not practicing, still with that knee injury. They're dealing with a lot of defensive and injuries and lineman injuries as well. For the Cardinals running back, James Conner might not play this week. He was limited today. He's still in that ankle injury. Doesn't look good right now, but hopefully he rallies as the week goes on. Falcons and Seahawks, nothing really major to report there. Hopefully it stays that way. In Denver, wide receiver Jerry Judy's not practicing. He's dealing with rib and shoulder injuries. He landed on a football and was knocked out of the game last week. I can't imagine that feels very good. He's day-to-day. Quarterback Patrick Sertan is also not practicing and day-to-day with a shoulder injury. And wide receiver K.J. Hamler was limited with knee and hip injuries. He also landed on football. Not a good time to do that. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Trey Lance broke his ankle last week. He's done for the year. He had surgery. Jimmy Garoppolo is your starter and going to make a gazillion dollars this year. (laughs) They're hopeful that George Kittle is going to be back this week. He's been dealing with that calf injury. Um, Maybe he just didn't want to play with Trey Lance. I don't know. But he's going to be probably back this week for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think it's going to be enough, but we'll see. Out in uh, Dallas – the Sherpa and I are obviously going to be watching this game very closely. then I mean, Dalton Schultz may or may not be playing in this one. Jerry Jones says it's not serious. He's got a knee sprain. He also said that Dak Prescott would be back in less than four weeks. Jerry Jones didn't go to medical school. Also not entirely sure who all of his wide receivers are. So hopefully Dalton Schultz feels better soon. <laughs> it does look like wide receivers are going to get bulked up a little bit with Michael Gallup possibly returning this week. He's coming back from tearing his ACL at the end of last season. Uh, I'm sure that will For be him a big decision. Yeah, yeah, might as well. <laughs> Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tony, I think, is the most notable uh name on the injury report just because he popped up, and this hamstring injury looks like it's a little more serious than some of the others. They're saying he's pretty uncertain going into the weekend. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard is not practicing today, just took the day off. He's resting. Wondell Robinson didn't practice today. He's dealing with a knee injury. And, in better news, Kayvon Thibodeau, he's dealing with the only spring MCL was limited to practice today. So it looks like he might be on track to play this week, which is not great for Cooper Rush, but good for your Giants. So Indeed. we have some holes to fill.
0: <laughs> we do. That's few. Um, so starting off with running backs in Arizona, if uh, James Conner isn't able to play both uh, you know, Benjamin and Daryl Williams, worth a look. Uh, Raheem Mostart in Miami, uh, worth considering. Mark Ingram, Jordan Mason, who is the number two running back in San Francisco by default now because all the other running backs keep getting hurt. Brian uh, yeah. Robinson with uh, Washington not ready to play yet, but somebody you might want to stash if you've got uh, IL spots. On your um, roster, Rashad White with Tampa and Naeem Hines with uh, Indianapolis or some other running backs I have my eye on on the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like Naeem Hines a lot. Apparently, I'm worried they're never going to figure out how to use their running backs correctly, but I'm not really sure what's going on in that offense. Earl Williams in Arizona I think is interesting if James Conner doesn't play. Um, So there's there's some, some decent plays out there for
0: sure. And moving on to wide receivers, uh, John Dotson had a nice has had a nice start to his uh, career in Washington. Seems to have Carson Wentz's oh, yeah. trust and has already caught uh, three touchdowns in the first two games. Derek Wilson with a, um, a pretty amazing performance last week uh, against the Browns. Yeah. Curtis Samuel two good games in a row now. Chris Olave, uh, Michael Gallup returning as you mentioned. Jacoby Myers uh, lots of catches, no touchdowns. Sterling Shepard, if he's healthy enough, uh, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, Scotty Miller, Greg Dorch, Josh Palmer, Russell, Russell Gage, and Ashton Doolin, uh, all uh, other wide receivers on the waiver wire that I've got my eye on. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: Russell Gage is interesting. Uh, he seems like maybe he's the healthiest of the wide receivers, which really isn't saying a whole lot. But, like, Tom Brady's going to throw the ball, the ball to somebody. So it might as well be him.
0: Might as well, I mean, you know, you could always, uh, you could always see what uh, Antonio well, uh, uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown is up <laughs> to. I hear he's not employed currently.
1: He's out there. He's available. I'm Odell Beckham Jr., also available. I mean, there's a lot of big personalities. I'm sure T.O. or Ocho Senko would show up as well. Anyone will show up. Mm-hmm.
0: Justin Gordon big, sitting there on Tennessee's there. <laughs> uh, practice squad list for no apparent reason. There are all sorts of guys he's familiar yeah, well, with that they could why pick not? up. <laughs> so it could be an interesting looking uh, wide receiver lineup for the Bucs. Can you imagine how much
1: it, Tom Brady's marriage would fall apart if Josh Gordon moves back in? I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah. Here, Josh, watch the kids. I'm going out.
1: Oh, God.
0: don't do anything i wouldn't do
1: yeah (laughs) doesn't narrow it down a whole lot so it's a (laughs) free-for-all here's
0: some avocados and some water have fun
1: (laughs) brian griffin got caught you
0: could could babysit anyway moving on to quarterbacks uh (laughs) to a tag if he's still available in your league he wasn't one of mine and i scooped him up this morning for uh, 25% of my uh, FAB budget. Uh, Jared Goff, less expensive, but uh, maybe just as high a ceiling. Jimmy Garoppolo, I know he won't be on any of your teams, but I think he is still a consideration yep. for most of us. Jameis Winston, Mac Jones, Markets Mariota, Carson Wentz, and Justin Fields uh, rounding out quarterbacks that uh, are widely available and may be able to plug some holes on your roster if you've been
1: I'm, find I'm so a big proponent of Carson Wentz. I'm here for this commander's resurgence. Yes, it didn't didn't go totally the to plan last week, but he's, he's throwing up a lot of passing yards. It's not a bad time right now.
0: Well, he's just going to be throwing up a lot more because this weekend, but we'll get to that later.
1: <laughs> Ominous foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> okay. Tight end-wise, Evan Evan Engram, formerly of my Giants. Uh, Hayden Hurst, formerly of several teams. Logan Thomas, formerly of the injured reserve list. Irv Smith Jr., also formerly of the injured reserve list. Isaiah Likely, Mike Kosicki, and Tyler Conklin all uh, out there for your consideration if you need somebody.
1: Yeah, if Mike Kosicki's out there, let's all remember that Tua can't actually throw the ball deep. His receivers aren't coming back to the ball and like standing in place. So like Mike Cassetti, who's only seven, eight, nine yards down the field, is gonna start looking even better as the season goes on. So get in now on the floor as you well you can.
0: All right. Um, there's our second the week. Defenses, <laughs> as far as uh, how many of your fantasy teams is he actually on?
1: He's on three. Three, okay. It's not for lack of trying. Three
0: out of six, I'm at 50%. I think that's three more than you've done for me right now. And I don't have as Brandon, many teams I mean, as you do either. But
1: not, that, anyway. not that I don't love them, but if Mark Andrews is out there, you take Mark
0: in. This is what you do. And then uh, Philadelphia is a defense that, if for some reason they're out there on your waiver wire, I would go scoop them up before they uh, match up with Carson Wentz this week in
1: <laughs> I see. That means we're going different directions on that game. But yes, still a good, still a good play.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, shall we do some game predictions?
1: Want to do that? You want to do running backs? You want to do positions? What oh, makes your heart and upy? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. We, we should do position That's recommendations crazy. first. Thing. My order of operations is all messed up here. Yeah, um sorry. Okay, running backs. Uh, do you want to kick us off this
1: week? Now, I know that this might be a little controversial, but Jonathan Taylor still at the top of my list. I understand that the Colts are still a disaster. And Jonathan Taylor's not getting any touches, but it's got to get better. At some point, it just there's a, lo- a war of attrition here, and he's going to win it. I think it's going to be this week. Christian McCaffrey of the Wednesday rest day coming at number two on my list, Delvin Cook. Um, as much as I love Detroit Nimburses, Dan Campbell's, I think they're going to give up a lot of rush yards to Alvin Cook this week. Saquon Barkley, also high on the list as an Austin Eagles. rounding out the top five. DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Derek Henry, and Nick Chubb rounding out my top ten.
0: Agreed on seven out of the ten. That's pretty good. Oh, that's, um, that's a lot. Joe Mixon at the top of my list, followed by Jonathan Taylor, so I'm still a believer, too, although I'm Obviously, uh, two of my four teams, I have him on there, so I'm heavily invested and might be a little bit of a biased pick, but I don't think too biased. Derek Henry, okay. Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, two names not on your list. DeAndre Swift, on your list. Javante Williams, not on your list. Leonard Fournette, um, I don't think was on your list. No, he was on your list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honorable mention, Delvin... Honorable mentions to Alvin Kamara, if he's uh, able to play. Damian Price, Jeff Wilson, Daryl Henderson, and Devin Singletary. Okay, that's not a bad list.
1: Although Devin Singletary is on my avoid list. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a little bit of overlap there. Uh, not not that I think he's a bad player. I just I, yeah, I think they're going to be throwing an awful lot, but. Uh, Devin Singletary on the avoid list, as is Raheem Mostert, Rex Burkhead, Naheem Hines, who is a good waiver wire pickup, but I don't love the matchup. Jamal Williams, Jarek McKinnon, Zach Moss, clearly not in on the Buffalo running backs this week. Mark Ingram, I.I., Kenneth Gainwell, and Khalil Herbert out in Chicago.
0: I don't think we actually had any overlap on our avoid picks, so this would be kind of interesting. Uh, Najee okay. Harris at the top of my avoid list, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery. James Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, A.J. Dillon, Travis Etienne, Cordero Patterson, um, and Tyler Allgaier, um, rounding out my list. Do you see that
1: stat that Joe Burrow has been stacked from Rears and Najee Harris has rushed, rushed for us through two games? Yeah. It's not great.
0: There's, there's something okay. definitely wrong with uh, both sides of that.
1: Yeah. Makes it sad. It's not supposed to be that way. Um, What is, how do you think about wide receivers?
0: Uh, A.J. Brown at the top of my list this week. Mike Williams, assuming that Keenan Allen is still going to be limited, if at all, playing. Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Moen Ross St. Brown, who seems to be a pretty regular um, participant in yeah. the top ten lists. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Andy Vos Daniel, and Marquise Brown rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Cooper Cup, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, and Juju Smith Schuster. Who do you like? Um Jalen
1: Waddle is not on my list, but I really want him because I like watching him waddle in the end zone. Uh, but I've got Cooper Cup at the top of my list. I think he's gonna have an, a nice day against Arizona. Uh Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams running at the top three. Stefan Diggs, Tyree Kill. Jamar Chinese, Amon St. Brown, clearly on, on the same page there. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Michael Pittman, Jr. coming back from injury with a big week.
0: Okay, hey, Yeah, we've overlapped with seven there. Um, Devontae Adams, though, is on my voice list, along with C.D. Lamb, Rashad Bateman, D.J. Moore, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, L. Moody, and Christian Kirk. And dishonorable mentions to Drake London, Chase Claypool, and Marvin Jones.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough out there. Like there's there's a lot of underperforming wide receivers. There's some in some bad situations. Uh, I'm staying away from Jacoby Myers. I know people are hot on him, but it's just for whatever reason Nelson Aguilar is getting a lot of looks. I don't trust it. I want some. I want a body in the end zone. I don't think that's going to happen to Jacoby Myers this week. Hunter Renfro I'm staying away from because I think he's crazy enough he might try to play, but like his brains are fully scrambled right now. I don't think it's the best idea. Not against that Tennessee defense. In um in New York, Elijah Moore I'm staying away from. Again, you saw Garrett Wilson Garrett Wilson had a nice day. Not entirely sure how much he'll be throwing. Russell Gage, McCole Hardman, Orquez Valdez, Scantling, both injured. I don't love the matchup. Sterling Shepard, again, not crazy about the matchup. Rondale Moore, Chris Olave, and Jahan Dodson.
0: I um quarterback-wise who's on your list, your Josh uh, recommended Allen. list for
1: this week. <laughs> I think Josh Allen's going to have himself a nice day. I, I don't know if anyone had penciled in the Buffalo-Miami game as like must-see TV coming into week three at the beginning of the season, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Lamar Jackson coming in at two on my list, probably higher than everybody else has him, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, who, despite getting hit in the face by a fan, powering through, probably still playing video games, but it's fine. Dustin Herbert and his sort of put-together ribcage seems to still be better than a lot of healthy quarterbacks, so I'm good with that. Jalen Hurts out in Philadelphia, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. Derek Carr and Carson Wentz rounding out my top 10. It sounds like he's probably not on your top 10, though.
0: Um, (laughs) Our top 10s are a little different. We had six in common, but uh, (laughs) Jalen Hurts at the top of my list. Justin Herbert, second. Kyler Murray, three. Tua Tagovailoa, fourth. Josh Allen, fifth. Patrick Mahomes, sixth. Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff rounding out my top 10. Honorable mentions to Jimmy Garoppolo. Maddie Flush, Jameis Winston, Matthew Stafford, and Mac Jones.
1: I know this is going to shock you, but New Garoppolo is on my avoid list. Shout <laughs> me if you've heard this before. Uh, he's also joined by Jameis Winston of the Fractured Back, Mac Jones, Joe Flacco, Daniel Jones, Gino Smith, Justin Fields, Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, and Jared Goff. Marcus Marietta made it to Purgatory. <laughs>
0: oh, he did not make it to Purgatory on my list. Um I mean, Lamar Jack is but... off of my avoid list. Uh, Aaron jo- Rogers, Aaron Derek Carr, Trevor Aaron Lawrence. Aaron Judge should Justin be on your Fields. start list.
1: But... <laughs> okay.
0: we'll, we'll see about that. Um, anyway. <laughs> Justin Justin Aaron Judge, yes. But uh, um, did I say Aaron Judge? I meant Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Uh, Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, and Baker Mayfield uh, on my avoid list for quarterbacks. Dishonorable mentions to uh, Mitch Trubisky, Cooper Rush, and Geno Smith.
1: I do want to say that I do have a fantasy team named Trubisky Business because there's nothing Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky on it, but I just really enjoyed that. Um, so it naming his time in the league is short because Rodrigo Blankenship also had a team named after him, and that didn't
0: go great. So just,
1: just here mm-hmm. a warning for the owners of <laughs> Mr. Trubisky. Is Ryan Suckup
0: still in the league? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> oh, too bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good news right. it came from that. Um, anyway, tight ends. Who do you like? Tight
0: ends, uh, Dallas Dallas gutter at the top of my list, if you can detect a pattern here. Uh, Gerald Everett, yeah. Hayden Hurst, Zach Ertz. Irv Smith, Jr., T.J. Hawkinson, Dawson Knox, if he's healthy enough, Tyler Higbee, Mike DeSicke did make my recommended list, and Hunter Henry um, rounding out my top ten. Honorable mention to uh, Jawan Johnson, Albert Okul-Bunum, Farrell Brown, Kylan Granson, and Austin Hooper, a couple of new names on the list.
1: Okay. I can get in with that. That works for me. I don't have too much beef with your list, so... That's always good. Um, shockingly, Dallas Goddard, not at the top of my list. He's actually number 10 on my list, and, and even that of eh. uh, Charles Kelsey is at the top of my list, followed closely by Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. Kyle Pitts and George Kittle rounding out my top five, mostly because Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have a, a whole lot of options. He's going to get the ball out of Saints same fast, and that's where George Kittle comes in. Pat move checking in at six. Logan Thomas at 7, Mike Gusecki of the Fighting Mike Guseckis out in Miami at 8, T.J. Hawkinson in his bad hip at 9, and Dallas Goddard running out my top 10. We are, we are in definitely okay. different sizes this coin,
0: <laughs> Probably. Uh, my yeah. tight ends to avoid list this week includes Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, Pat move who I remember being on your recommended list, Logan Thomas, sure who was. I think may have also and been on your, <laughs> um, Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin, Robert Tanyan, Cole Komet, and Ian Thomas. Although, uh, okay. good luck to you if you're starting Ian Thomas on your fantasy team. But I just needed a 10th name. I'm pretty, I,
1: I want to say uh, Ian Thomas m- might be on one of my teams. Either that or he's very close to being on it. You can guess which one. (laughs)
0: Probably
1: on the team with Mike. Uh, I've got Hayden Hurst on my avoid list, Tyler Conklin, who is still not Ty Conklin, the NHL goalie, despite what my brain thinks every week, David Njoku, Irv Smith Jr., Albert O. out in Denver, Jawan Johnson, Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, Robert Tanyan, and Dalton Schultz, who I'm pretty sure only has one working leg, but Jerry Jones wants us to think differently.
0: Okay, so you you always give me a hard time for pronunciation, and then you call him Albert O.
1: Yep, because I it's not going to happen.
0: I can't do it. <laughs> I was actually on an I, NFL pronunciation guide. Such a thing exists in the uh, Football Reference. It does. Unfortunately, several of the players. It's I,
1: not that helpful these pronunciations
0: though. Pronunciations <laughs> for are rookies that weren't on the list yet. So I'm going to have to write them and complain.
1: It's tough, but I I found my loophole. Yeah. Also, I'm not the only one doing this, just for the record. <laughs> and you're the one who was well, just on actually, San Antonio better... Homes
0: for five years. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. But I at least own my <laughs> mistakes and don't try to call them, you know, S. Holmes or something, which would have served me probably better than my <laughs> calling them San Antonio did. But, but I yeah, guess no, you two should have been. Well, you might become be like an ambassador too. of
1: travel for San Antonio, Texas. You might have helped them get a new career. Probably. probably. I don't see him
0: playing in the NFL anymore. Although, um, <laughs> but uh, who knows? Maybe I don't think that was because it was because
1: we called him San Antonio home. So I think that was his own set of issues. I think we know.
0: <laughs> probably, he was with the Jets for a while too. He wasn't exclusively on Super Bowl teams, but uh, anyway, no, he
1: dabbled in some uh, some not Super Bowl uh, teams,
0: decidedly yeah. not Super Bowl Sports. teams. Yeah, so. Um, Defenses, who do you like this week?
1: Uh, the Browns. like the Browns an awful lot because I really don't like that Steelers offense. The Saints, also high on my list. Texans, believe it or not, this is one thing they do well. And also, Justin Fields doesn't care a lot of people. The Cowboys coming in at four. Uh, your Giants coming in at five. I don't think this is going to be a real offensive explosion on Monday night. I'm guessing you might not either. Uh, Bengals, Gineers, and Chargers are in my top ten.
0: I think we had six or seven teams in common. I've got Cleveland. I think there's the a fair amount of low this week. Um, yeah, I, I had not too many in the middle, but a fair number on uh, both sides of the spectrum, but we'll see. It seems like most of the matchups are pretty evenly match or pretty even this week. You know, from my perspective, yeah. the only one that took me about two seconds to decide was, or pick was the Philadelphia-Washington game, but... Uh, We'll get to that momentarily, but um, Cleveland, Houston, the Chargers, Seattle, Giants, New England, Cincinnati, Tennessee, New Orleans, and Philadelphia are my top ten. And honorable mentions to Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and Dallas. So, yes, you're right. I think we're both headed in the same direction as far as uh, the over/under goes for Monday night.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Um, as we were talking earlier, I think probably the best thing about this game is the Manning broadcast, but um, we'll get to that in a little bit. On my avoid list, uh, I'm staying away from the Dolphins, also staying away from the Bills. I don't think this is one of the low-scoring games. Uh, the Eagles, Jets, 49ers, the Broncos, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Falcons, the Steelers. Staying away from
0: them. Um, I think we have some games that we see similarly. Uh, Washington on my avoid list, Jacksonville, Indy, the Rams, Buffalo, the Jets, San Francisco, Detroit, Carolina, Arizona are my top 10 uh, to avoid. And then uh, dishonorable mentions to Denver, Baltimore, Miami, Minnesota, Chicago, and Kansas City.
1: Dishonorable mentions are tough. It's a busy list. It is. Well, I, th- I think now we've been through two weeks of football, we still have no idea who's good and who's not, except we're pretty sure that the Bills are good. Not sure about two of But there's, like, like you said, it's a small sample size, so we're still kind of making our way out of what still feels like the preseason and figuring out who's who. But I think there are some teams, and like you said, some games that we feel pretty similarly on, and I think there's some we feel
0: decidedly different on. So I'm
1: curious to see how our game picks are going to go.
0: Okay. Uh, starting off with the Thursday night game, the Steelers traveling to – Cleveland, Uh, neither quarterback is going to be appearing in the Pro Bowl this year, and as a matter of fact, I'm guessing that a pretty good chance that uh, neither of these quarterbacks is um, starting by the end of the season for their respective teams, almost certainly the case in Cleveland, and most likely the case in Pittsburgh, too. I think it's going to be the rushing games that will rule the day, or I should say rule the night here, and because I like Cleveland's Russian game a little bit better at this point. And because they're at home, I'm going to pick them by a field goal. I'll say Cleveland 24, Pittsburgh 21.
1: I think they're going to overcome the curse of that stupid elf at midfield. I think they're going to get a win and get back to 500 with that dumb-looking elf at midfield. Uh, the Steelers, as we talked about, Najee Harris, not really looking strong. Their defense is not the world beater it once was and Mitchell Trubisky is really not scaring anybody. Not that this Browns team is a whole lot better, especially that Beyond Clowney, that is an issue. But like you said, their run game is definitely superior to an injured uh, Najee Harris with not a very good offensive line in front of him. So I'm taking the Browns to win 17-13 in a not so exciting game. Um,
0: No, if that's the score of the game there be a lot of people Knock falling asleep by halftime, no? Yeah. All right. Um, at least a lot of people not living in, or rooting for Cleveland or Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, I would think you way, have to you be pretty angry if you're one of those fans right
1: now.
0: Prime Telecast. I did. Thursday night? I did. What I watched did you the think? show and everything. Kind of the video was
1: Yeah, the video wasn't great. Um I like I like the personalities. It they was have. almost unwatchable
0: I, from my perspective. Maybe I just don't have yeah, enough bandwidth, but it was pretty it, frustrating. To it, watch wasn't,
1: that. it wasn't. It cr- wasn't. I don't think for whatever reason, I don't think they seemed like they were actually equipped to handle so many people watching at the same time. Which is literally the whole reason you buy the rights to this. How are you not ready for that? Um, I think hopefully they figure that this out this week because I'm certainly not going to sit through that for this Pittsburgh and Cleveland game <laughs> without a doubt. I liked their pre show i like I like the personalities they have, and it would be nice to actually like see a whole real
0: broadcast but
1: this is this is a tough one to get excited about.
0: Well, I thought I was watching Max' Headroom for a while, just for those <laughs> old enough to remember that show
1: <laughs> I mean that might be might be a better option than this
0: game to be honest. maybe I'll watch that instead. <laughs> It's, it's pretty much the worst
1: video. video. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least we're all getting two-day shipping or whatever,
0: me. but, like,
1: they got they got to get that figured out. It was embarrassing.
0: Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one that's out that way. know um, no. Next up on the Sunday early games, um, as you mentioned before, um, you know, Baltimore – at New England, this should be an interesting game. I'm actually, you know, no argument that uh, Lamar Jackson is the far superior quarterback to Mac Jones um, when both are healthy. You know, both are not healthy, but I just think right now there's, there's something about Baltimore, probably their secondary, that doesn't feel right for me. And you know, I'm just going to pick New England at home, even though... If I'm rooting, I'm definitely rooting against them. But I'm just for the picking, I'm going to pick New England by uh, <laughs> a field goal. I'll say
1: 27-24. I actually took Baltimore to win this 30 to 21. I I have them winning decisively. It's not for a lack of New England's defense. I think that the Baltimore defense is is a little better than uh, certainly than they looked in the second half of that game yesterday. And I think that's part of what will make them. So much stronger this week is they got embarrassed that was the first time in a gazillion years that i what like 722 games or something that a team had been losing by 21 or more points at that point in the game and nobody had ever won until now um so you don't want to be on that side of history generally i think it's going to spur them into looking a little better this week and new england still doesn't have an offensive coordinator mac jones is a bad back they don't seem to have a strong direction, and they've got a lot of injuries. So I'm going to take Baltimore in in a little bit of a writing-the-ship game here to win by nine.
0: I, it wasn't as big a comeback, but I vaguely recall Baltimore getting crushed at home by Cincinnati late last season. Yeah, they've so they've they, certainly
1: certainly given up big leads late in
0: games. They really need which to figure is that probably out. probably part of the reason why Wink Martindale is now employed by the Giants rather than the Ravens, but uh, yeah. so far he's done well by it, the Giants, so no complaints, but we'll see. I mean, there was nowhere to go but up. Um, there really wasn't. No. No, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. At least we're not running the quarterback sneaks and, you know, the shadow of our end zone at this point, but anyway, yeah. uh, another story for another day. Um, as you mentioned before, who would have thought that Buffalo at Miami would be must-see TV? Actually, I had... It some is? Hopes for Miami, if you recall, when we did our picks a while back, and I had pegged them as um, potential Super Bowl winner this year over the Eagles. But my,
1: um, my Cincinnati pick's looking I'm, real tough right now. Real tough. But um, <laughs> I had a hard
0: time picking this game because, obviously, Buffalo is, um, looked really good the first two weeks. But I'm just going to say that this game turns into a bit of a track meet. Stephon Diggs versus uh, – uh, um, Tyreek Hill and yeah. and um, Jalen Waddle, but I'm going to go with the home team yet again here. I'll say Dolphins 30, Bills 27. I'm I'm going with the
1: road team. I'm going with the road team with a bigger win. I've got Buffalo winning 34-27. Um, there is a lot to like about Miami, and for the last couple of years, their defense has not gotten the respect that it should have. It is better than you think. Uh, right now, the offense is kind of stealing all the headlines, but they're going to keep them in this game. Buffalo, however, I think this is more – it's going to come down to Buffalo as a more seasoned team. They understand how to play in in these type of situations a little better. than Miami still a little young. They're rough around the edges. They're still figuring it out. Suha still has some stumbling blocks here, and I think the Buffalo defense is going to expose those a little more. Um, So I think Buffalo – I think it's going to be competitive the whole way. I think the fourth quarter is where Buffalo is going to pull pull away from the Dolphins and and kind of – I think
0: there's a more decisive win. All right. That should definitely be one of the more entertaining games on Sunday. Um, Cincinnati traveling to the Jets. Uh, Who would have thought Cincinnati would be 0-2 at this point? I think they'll right the ship this week. Uh, Jets' offense has shown glimmers of hope. Uh, Defense, not quite as much. I think Cincinnati's offense will get on track here, and I'll go with uh, the road team in this one. I'll say the Bengals 30, uh, Jets 24.
1: I don't think after this week that Joe Flacco will be in the top three of passing yards for the year, but good for him. Three years of rest has really done him some good. He got some really lucky teams to face early on, but like you said, Cincinnati, just what a mess it's been. And you got to go into New York. This is a team you have to, if they go down 0-3, they lose to the Jets. I don't think there's any coming back from that. So I think Cincinnati is going to come out a little more determined. They're a little healthier. They're going to win 31-21. The nope. Joe Flacco show is going to ride off into the sunset here.
0: Okay, Next up is another game that I actually am quite interested in. Maybe not quite as much offense as the Miami Buffalo game, but I think could be a very competitive, evenly matched uh, game. And I'm talking about uh, Detroit's offense, which has shown a lot um and their defense, mm-hmm. which has not shown much uh, going up against Minnesota, which seems to have uh, a modicum of both, but not a healthy supply of either. So anyway, I think, again, just because it's at home for Minnesota, I think Dalvin Cook will have a good game. I think the Cook Cousins, the Justin Jefferson connection, will be alive and well against that defense. And I think they pulled us out of the fire, I'll say, of uh, Vikings 28, Lions 27.
1: I'm actually taking the fighting Motor City, Dan Campbell, to win 30-28. to 28. Uh, So far, we've learned that the Lions basically only play one real half of football. Luckily, in that one half of football, they can put up a full game's worth of yardage, which is great. Um, Minnesota played in primetime. Kirk Cousins is terrible in primetime. We know that. So we're not really sure if they're any good or not. My big issue is, why is Adam Thielen like a ghost in this offense? Dustin Jefferson is phenomenal. I don't understand how he's ever not, like, double and triple covered, and they're going to keep exploiting that, and that's great. But why is Adam Thielen not a part of this? Until he is, I think they're a little too one-dimensional. I want to see – I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a big game, but I think the Detroit secondary will slow down this Minnesota pass game a little bit more. Justin Jefferson won't have it as huge of a game, and I think Detroit's going to steal one late. I think this week is a second half of football just like last week. Week one was only the first half. did not go that great for them
0: but i agree with you this game could go either way and um yeah if, if either team wins in a blowout i'll be surprised but um it I'd should be, sure. be a fun game to watch houston yeah. at chicago two teams not neither of which will be playing not deep into <laughs> january not not on the must see tv list but uh yeah. i think uh houston has a little bit more talent on the offensive side and i'm going to go with them uh, 27-21 here but uh hopefully uh, not too many Uh, fantasy roster mainstays on either roster for your teams
1: yeah hopefully not um even on mine there's not uh, but I'm going to take Chicago and Justin Fields and David Montgomery to win this 24-17 they're playing at home which isn't necessarily that much of an advantage for the Bears anymore (laughs) because just hates ownership so much but I think Houston just too many injuries they're just They're just not at the same level as a lot of NFL teams, and the Bears are really just going to stumble into a win, which is really the only way they seem to win games. But I think their offense has just a hair more going for it than this Houston offense. So I've got them winning by touchdown,
0: 24-17. All right, Kansas City at Indianapolis. Indianapolis, one of those teams that needs to right the ship. However, I don't think it will happen this week. I think the game is close, but I think Kansas City will – just enough to win, I'll say, Kansas City 31, Indianapolis 27. I think Kansas City
1: winning 30 in the, over Indianapolis at 21. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Was Carson Wentz not the issue? Like, is it a Frank Reich problem? Because I didn't think that before, but now I'm worried. Cause I understand Matt Ryan, a.k.a. Matty Flush, not Matty Ice, maybe not being the answer here, but how do you not figure out how to use Jonathan Taylor? Like, there are so many weapons at your disposal. This, this team's got a good offensive line. They've got a good defense. They've got wide receivers. They've got running backs. How does this not work? Uh, like you said, this is not going to be the week they write the ship, though. Kansas City, even with every wide receiver injured and not having Tyreek Hill and this and that, still just the better team even on the road. I'm worried about it. You know, be- like, legitimately worried about them.
0: I think it depends what kind of a game this is. I mean, it's possible Kansas City has a little bit of a letdown. I mean, yes, they've had a long recovery period after the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, this could be you – know, to me, there's still a lot of talented players on Indianapolis. They were a good team until they collapsed at the end of the season um, last year. And for me, the question yeah. is, is this game – Close throughout is it a back and forth game with Kansas City winning at the end, or is it one of these games where Kansas City gets up by you know 14 or 17 points and then Indianapolis comes back, you know, scores a couple garbage time touchdowns? If it's the former, then I think we see the Jonathan Taylor that you know we come to know and love the last couple seasons and the one that you know Mm -hmm. for the most part went first in fantasy redraft leagues this year. But if it's the latter type of game. And you know, I think he might be missing an action yet another week.
1: Yeah. But as much as I'm worried about Indianapolis, I think I'm more worried about Tennessee. Yeah.
0: yeah. And speaking what of them, on, they're uh, at home against Las Vegas and the only matchup of uh, own two teams. We've got the Miami Buffalo matchup of two and O teams. This is sort of the flip side of that. The good news here is one of the two teams has to win. And, you know, I like I like Las Vegas a little bit more from a talent perspective. I like their quarterback and their receivers a lot better, but uh, I think Derrick Henry is um, the difference in this game, and I think they'll do just enough on offense to uh, win this. I'll say uh, Tennessee 27 and Vegas 24.
1: I've Vegas winning twenty twenty-three. I think this game's going to go back and forth a little bit. Derrick Henry is certainly going to be more of a factor, but I think this this Raiders offense is starting to gel more with each week. It's definitely gonna be a blow not having Hunter Renfro out there because he really is a bigger factor than I think we realize. But Monte Adams getting a little more comfortable, Darren Waller getting a little healthier, the run game's kind of figuring it out. Like I think I think they're gonna come into their own more and more each week, and I think we're gonna see that continue as as this week goes on. And I think Tennessee's gonna end up 0-3 with a whole lot of questions.
0: Okay. Uh, New Orleans at Carolina, in NFC South matchup, and this could be a pretty good game. I think Christian McCaffrey keeps Carolina in it. Baker Mayfield uh, not doing much better in Carolina than he did in Cleveland, but I think even with uh, Jameis Winston um, having a broken back, I still think uh, he's good enough to to beat Carolina. I'll go with uh, New Orleans 28, Carolina 24.
1: I'm going to go with a close one here, New Orleans 21, Carolina 20, and this is more so a, a lack of offense than anything else. I I didn't think we'd ever get to a point where Christian McCaffrey was the healthiest person on a football field, but I'm happy it's still happening in week three because if we could at least get like a chunk of a season with him healthy, very excited to see what he can actually do. However, Baker Mayfield is still really terrible at quarterback right now, and there are some wide receivers out there. There's guys to throw to. He's just not making the throws. The offensive line so so, but New Orleans is just so banged up. Like, I mean, you're running, you're running two injured quarterbacks out there, a couple injured running backs and wide receivers. So I think it's not an offensive explosion here, more war of attrition. But New Orleans will come out on top.
0: Right. Philadelphia at Washington. I don't think this is going to be a close game. I think Philadelphia gets up uh, early, you know, like they did against Minnesota. But unlike uh, against Minnesota, I think they don't take their foot off the accelerator. I think they keep it going the whole game and end up winning this 41-24. to 24.
1: I actually have this in a very close game. I've got Washington winning 30-28, to 28, so we see this very differently, which is fine. I think the Philadelphia defense is a little banged up. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is probably reading a little bit too much of his press, and they need to find a way for him to be a quarterback first, not a running back who throws the football when he can't find a running lane. Um, The Washington defense is good. They're going to keep him a a little more honest this week than we saw last week with the Vikings. And I think we saw from Carson Wentz and Washington, yes, even if they get down, they can still come back. And that's something I think that will probably happen in this game. I think Philadelphia will get up early, but I think Washington's going to come back in the fourth quarter. Kind of like the Lions almost did on this.
0: All right uh late game sunday the jacksonville traveling out to california to take on the chargers chargers you know obviously justin herbert not healthy but and trevor lawrence looked a little better last week but i think uh there's still a pretty big talent discrepancy between these two teams yeah. and i think it'll become pretty obvious pretty quickly i have uh, the chargers winning this by almost two touchdowns 34 to 21
1: I've been winning 30 to 20, so 10 points. We're we're about the same vein. Even uh, Justin Herbert, who clearly can't run because he can't really breathe or with his left arm. The good news is he throws with his right, so it's fine. Like you said, Jacksonville, even though they're the healthiest team in the league right now, still talent-wise, they're just it, it's a notch below a, at every position here. And they are getting better. Trevor Lawrence looks better. The offense is you know kind of all healthy for once and playing together, which is nice. But They can't keep up with this Charger offense, even even with a hurt Justin Herbert, even with some Keenan Allen maybe not playing, and this and that. It's still just it's not a fair fight.
0: Okay, Atlanta on the road against Seattle, not a game I'm particularly interested in watching. This is probably for me the uh, late game equivalent of the Houston Chicago matchup earlier in the day, but you know somebody's got to win and. I think it'll be the Geno Smiths over the markets, Mariota's. I want Atlanta to win. I know you're picking this game the same way, but uh, yep. I'll, I'll go with Seattle by a field goal here,
1: 24-21. So Geno Smith did look like Geno Smith again last week,
0: which you're we dead. knew was
1: going to happen at some point. In hidden midnight, he turned back into a pumpkin, but he's playing at home, so he's got the 12th man now. And there, I think, is enough of a difference. Seattle will win 23-20. Again, this is not a game we want to watch. I'm not even entirely sure if Falcons or Seahawks fans really want to watch this. Um, so probably the less about it, the better.
0: Okay. Uh, next two games should be – actually, the next three games um, should all be yeah. more interesting. Tampa hosting Green Bay in the Battle of the Bays. Uh, Tom Brady, not sure who he's going to throw it to, but I think whoever it is uh, is going to do just enough to uh, – be victorious here. I'll take the uh, hometown Brady's 27 over the visiting uh, Aaron. Don't call me Judge Rogers, 24s.
1: You might want to be called Aaron Judge. That's a way better idea right now. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got Tampa Bay winning in a close game, 23-20. I think that the injuries let this be a closer game. I don't think Green Bay's coming in like a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination. I just think they're probably going to be throwing all game long. Hopefully, Aaron jo- Jones gets some some runs in there, but I don't. I just don't know if they can handle Tampa Bay for four quarters. Even Tampa Bay that might have you and I starting at wide receiver at this rate. So <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady, will steal one here. Aaron is maybe going to think about going to South America again on his bye week. I don't know, but things aren't great in Green Bay.
0: Okay, um, we've got the Rams at Arizona. I think this should be a fun game to watch but uh, i'll go with the home team here and i'm just still a little bit leery of matthew stafford and his arm his elbow but uh i don't know if that'll be the difference here but i think arizona um, regardless of whether james connor plays fine just enough offense to win i'll say arizona 31 rams 28
1: the, the Cardinals do seem to find a way, no matter who's playing running back or what's going on, they do seem to find a way to sneak out wins. I am going to seek the Rams to win this, though, mostly on the fact that their defense is not going to let Kyler Murray run around for 80 yards or 15 seconds. He's not going to have this kind of time to let a play develop that maybe he had last week. Um, so I think that's going to be the defense the, – the Rams defense is going to be the difference maker here. I've got them winning 30 to 24. But, yeah, I think I think this is the game I'm most interested in, in the the late afternoon games.
0: Okay, the Sunday evening game also looks like a, a good one, too. Um, Denver hosting San Francisco. I think both teams uh be interesting to see whether San Francisco's offense uh, gets a kick start with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo under center. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's obviously not uh, – quite performing up to expectations yet, but I think he'll get it going in this one. And I'll go with uh, Denver 30 and San Francisco 28.
1: eight. think in Denver to win 24-13? Obviously, I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo fan. That's well documented. Um, I think Russell Wilson is finally going to it's going to start to click here. There's, they're a little beat up, but it'd be nice to maybe not get booed at home. He might want to try that. Um, I think I think that was embarrassing last week. Things really haven't gone that well so far, but they're at home. They're in prime time. Russ can cook or whatever he wants to do. Even against the San Francisco defense, I think he'll be fine. It's not like he hasn't seen them before. Um, And I think think Javante Williams is finally going to get a little more action, and that's going to keep things honest, and it's going to help him. Maybe complete a few passes, get a touchdown or two. These guys maybe guys on your own team this time. That would be something. So, I'm taking a
0: bounce back for the Broncos. Maybe Denver should trade for Brandon Cooks.
1: Not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: could have, I mean,
1: you know, seven guys are like six, cook five, and run like a flat four. <laughs> like, giant, every giant fast yeah. receiver. Just put them all on there and see what happens.
0: Okay. And uh, finally, we've got the Monday night game between our two uh, respective teams, them. my Giants. <laughs> hosting your uh, Cowboys on Monday evening, which I guess both the games are uh, the national audiences this year between this and the Thanksgiving Day game. But uh, oh, yeah. this one, of course, in New York, uh, no no word yet uh, which color jerseys the Giants have are in plan for Dallas. I hope the Giants wear their home blues to show that they can beat uh, the Cowboys team and they're not worried about silly superstitions. But uh, anyway, I'm excited about getting Kazon Fivido, uh active this week. I'm not so excited about Michael Parsons being on the other team, but uh, somehow the Giants have pulled two rabbits out of the hat so far, and I'll predict that that streak keeps going for one more week. I'll say Giants 24 and Dallas 21.
1: I'm, I'm going to be back on the were other back, side I of – I mean, that's been, I, if, if the Giants were playing in Dallas, I'd probably pick the Giants. They win consistently in Dallas, which the Cowboys can't do. However, they're playing in New York, so I'm going to take the, Dallas, the Cowboys to win here. In a bit of a barn burner, 23-21, I think there's going to have to be a late fourth quarter comeback, much like last week, but Cooper Rush seems fine with doing that. We have a kicker that can kick for 55, 60 yards. That's going to be the, the deciding factor here. Um, I am not as excited about Kayvon Thibodeau coming back, much like he feels about Micah Parsons. Um, but I think the Giants are going to hang around. This is always a, a, a hard-hitting, tough matchup, and I think it will be, at least, I think this will be a, an entertaining game, if not a
0: terribly high-scoring game. So, we'll see well, Jerry Jones will be able to see his two favorite players from the draft last season there
1: you coming know. out of his team. Maybe we'll treat for Cedric Wilson before the game starts. You never know. Um, hopefully we can figure out who's don't team before then. But uh, before we go, I'm going to give you a couple of quick DFS picks. Like I said at the top of the show, these are value picks to help round out your lineup because we know you want to start, you know, Jonathan Taylor's and the Josh Allen's little world. This is how you can afford to do that. Uh, a quarterback, the price is still very right for Tua. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is out there. I'm not going to recommend that. Uh, Jared Goff, however, I will recommend to you Justin Fields. But if you're really looking for something good, Matthew Stafford is not going to cost you a lot of money, and there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Marcus Mariota can need a little bit more of a stretch. At running back, Jeff Wilson, Jr. out in San Francisco. Michael Carter on the East Coast for the Jets. David Montgomery Miles Sanders. Uh, wide receiver we talked about, Curtis Samuel. I think like Dortch a lot already. Brandon Ayuk, Rashad Perryman. Again, this is kind of like... For attrition in Tampa Bay, Brandon Cooks, who just made one of the best services not on the team yet. Uh Tight end at Logan Thomas still healthy. Ride the train as long as you can. Tyler Higby, Dawson Knox, Darren Waller, and for defense, the Patriots, Eagles, Packers, Seahawks, Lions. Like we said, there's a lot of low-scoring games, so you can get some value picks there for sure. So that brings us to the end of everything you're going to need to win any type of matchup in Week Three. Of course, we will be back with you next week, giving you all the news and notes, everything you need. Coming up for week four, if you need us in the meantime, and I'm sure you do, we're happy to answer your questions, talk football, whatever, Aaron Judge, whatever floats your boat, really. We're all over social media. You can email us at the number 4 and, and show at gmail.com. And we'll be back with you on Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time as we are every week. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, and less, of course, you're playing us.